Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Talking Hats HD podcast. I'm Dale. That's Harish. We're going to keep in, uh, keep up with some NBA action here, um, and we're going to lead things off with the Lakers and their hire of Darvin Ham, uh, which uh, uh, LeBron James announced in a tweet, I think it was last night. Um, Harish, go ahead and give your thoughts on that, and we'll get the ball rolling and get some back and forth going here. I, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed with the hire, but I'm not – I just don't know too much about him. You know, I know he was a player. He yeah. played, I mean, he was a role player that came off the bench. He wasn't, you know, I don't think it was a, like, like he was, he was impactful in certain situations, but as a coach, as a head coach, that's a lot of responsibility. And you're going to one of the greatest franchises in the NBA. And you have one of the most hard headed individuals in LeBron James as one of your players how are you going to handle that? Because I I would have thought they would have went a little bit of a veteran route to kind of kind of have the respect with LeBron and say, hey, you know, we can work together, not against each other. My now my question is, did LeBron handpick this coach so that he can tell what he needs to do? Or was it the other way around that? He went up and said, hey, Kalinka, do something. And Kalinka was like, okay, so maybe it's Kalinka's handpicked guy and uh, and LeBron and Kalinka are working together to, you know, these, I, I just don't know. I was kind of surprised. I'm kind of frustrated because I can see this team do really well. It's just that they they need somebody to to steer the ship. And I don't, it, it may not be, it may, it may not be him. And uh, maybe I'm just disappointed in the hire. It's just that, it's just you have to deal with a lot of personalities, and I don't know how he can. I just don't know how he can do that. Yeah, I'm not sure of the relationship between Darvin Ham and LeBron James. I'm not sure what would make um, LeBron lean in that direction outside of the fact that he has been a member of some pretty successful coaching staffs. With He's been with Mike Budenholzer for Budenholzer's whole time mm-hmm. as a head coach in the league um, with the Hawks first and then with the Bucks here for the past nine years. Um, so he has some some solid experience, and Budenholzer is a Popovich disciple. So if he's getting that kind of you know input and, and, and um, learning, if he's getting that kind of education on the coaching level, then that, that, is, you know, that can only help him going forward. But like you said, I feel like what the Lakers really needed was somebody who would come in and really take the reins and, and be a leader and not be somebody who's just a figurehead head coach. And unfortunately, as a new guy, despite the, the learning he ha- he's had on the job at Darvin Ham, um, despite the learning he's had under Budenholzer, uh, he's, he's new. So he's a guy that somebody like LeBron can just walk over. Uh, I was hoping they'd go, you know, go out on a limb and maybe go after a Coach K, throw enough money at him that he would consider it. Because you're not going to walk up for him. Or like you said, another experienced coach, maybe even a, a D'Antoni. Um, yeah. That would be an exciting scheme to watch there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made their choice. Um, Darvin Ham in the league, like you said, he was a role player. He was a high-flying dunk artist, um, just a monster dunker with the Wizards. Uh, he showed so much promise in that regard. I thought he might develop into a solid player at some point. He did He did end up being a part of a championship team with the Pistons. But um, over his eight, I think eight or nine year career in the league. Mm-hmm. He was nothing more than a, a bench guy, but um, he made the smart move to get into coaching immediately afterwards. And here we are. Yeah. Definitely a big job, big responsibility. It's all going to depend on the kind of, kind of staff he can put together too. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to play a, a big part into it. And then what are the Lakers going to do with their roster? What are they going to do with Westbrook? There's a lot of talk about him, them moving an expiring contract to just get some pieces in return, just to move him. That'd be a big mistake. Um, mm-hmm. He's a great player. 
I moved Anthony Davis before I moved him. If they if they move Westbrook and and keep building around Anthony Davis, Mr. Glass, somebody you can't count on, mm-hmm. that they will not be a playoff team next season either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually don't expect them to be any good next season mm-hmm. unless they land like a Beal or some kind of superstar player, which I don't I don't see right now. No Who knows way. what they can pull off? Like you said, Palinka maybe has something up his sleeve. I don't think no. they know what they're doing right now. No. But no. I mean, if, if Plinka had something up his sleeve, we would have we would have known by now. We would have known by there'd now. There'd be, you know, there, there'd be some smoke, yeah, and then an eventual fire. But there hasn't really anything. No, nah. and that's what scares me the most is like usually the Lakers make a splash from time during the offseason. They always have something going on. It's just that with this hiring, is this, is this a diversion to something else? Like, are they trying to like divert everybody's attention? It's almost like the slide at hand. It's like, hey, we got this guy. And um, here's his credentials, as, as you stated. And then in the background, okay, let's try to move somebody to get more players in, and that would be our big splash. Trey Anthony Davis, get Kyrie, <laughs> another unreliable oh. player, also unreliable, but him and LeBron played well together. So yeah. maybe, you know, but that, their, their, their result was only one ring just like LeBron and Anthony Davis, so it might be six hey. and one half dozen or the other. Hey, all you need is one ring, man. That's all you need is one ring. And yeah. you can you, you can get anything for free. <laughs> I'd be looking to move Anthony Davis and try to get it. I would too. Because, I would too. Because he still has the respect around the league for some reason. Just try mm-hmm. to move him and get maybe like even a, the Clippers wouldn't do it, but like a Paul George. Like oh, somebody, no. you wouldn't do that? Who says no in that deal? Who says no? Wow. Man. I mean, the Clippers, well, that's hard Clippers. to say though. Could say no. Do they? they? No, they don't. Because the Clippers have always been bad in making trades. <laughs> so, so in the end of the day, like you're just swapping one back. Like I like Paul George, like you, but at the end of the day, I think I don't think Paul George. He's can fine. Fit, I, I don't think he can fit into that dynamic with LeBron. I, I just don't see that. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have to play well with him. <laughs> it's almost like does uh, yeah. LeBron. <laughs> the reason I agree with that is because I think. LeBron, he uh, LeBron would expect Paul George to take on too big of a role. Yes. I don't think Paul George is that kind of guy. When in no. the playoffs, when he's been expected to take a big role, he's crumbled. He, yes, so, yes. I don't think he wants that kind of pressure. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But I mean, in in that aspect, if that trade happens, then the Clippers win because Anthony Davis is the same kind of player in a bigger body. Oh, <laughs> Paul George. Well, he has an injury history too, but yeah. He's more reliable to me than – I mean, I might be wrong. The metrics might say something different. Right. I think Paul George is more reliable than Anthony Davis. I just – I can't I can't build around him. I'm, I don't have any interest in having him. If, if they came mm-hmm. to the Wizards and said, y'all can have Anthony Davis for – Thomas Bryant. I'd probably do it, but I have to think about it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, let me get back to you. <laughs> I, just, I, I just – I don't – I'm just out on him. He doesn't but play. But you know what, though? I want players you know, to play. Actually, that won't be a bad of a that won't be bad trade though. If you look at it, if, if that's if, not something if, that will ever happen in this universe, maybe in another multiverse nah, or something, but if, not in this universe. Nah, I'm, I'm just but, throwing something out there just to let you know where I stand on Anthony Davis. I'm just uh, I want nah, players to play. No, that's true. No, but I mean, with his injury history, then yeah, but if he comes back strong next year, I, I don't think it's so because it's it's just it's here's it's, another crazy one. So here's uh, just a crazy hypothetical. It's out in left field. Let's say the, the Celtics lose game seven. Mm-hmm. And then the Lakers come to them and say, Anthony Davis for Jalen Brown. Ooh. Who I says mean, no? You can't say no at that point. I mean, actually, you probably will have to because it's almost like if Jalen Brown becomes the Robin to Jason Tatum's Batman, 
I mean, you can't really you can't really give up that piece because you're losing a score too. But if and, they and, lose, and, maybe they see Anthony Davis as the player that finally gets them over the top. So maybe since Jalen mm, Brown and Jason Tatum play such similar games, maybe they want to move one. And you're not moving Tatum. Yeah, that's that's a tough that, that's a tough ask. I mean, you have to you have to really think about that then. But with the injury, see, if if I was a GM, if if with the injury history to Anthony Davis, you can't risk that. Yeah, I'm out. It's too much. I yeah, it's do. too much. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. It's too much of a risk. That's a high risk to do. Yeah. But some team will take them. Some team will take. I don't think they'll trade them. I, I the, think the, they're somebody they want to build around for whatever reason, even yeah. though you can't count on them. Unfortunately, you're right. But weird stuff has happened. So I mean, at the, so we just have to wait and see if if the Lakers want to get better, they have to do something with personnel, player personnel. They have to do something. Well, the team that they are, their roster right now. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's just they can't stay on the court. Um, mm. So if you have those guys, if you have everybody on that roster for 82 games, they're, mm-hmm. they're still playing. Mm-hmm. The problem is Anthony Davis doesn't play. LeBron plays half the games. Westbrook is there every night bringing it. He, right. Yeah, he misses some bad shots. He's playing. Right. I'll take him playing, missing bad shots. He's on the court. He's, he's all out effort. So mm-hmm. Lakers fans who are questioning him, like, learn basketball. I'll yeah. take him back on the Wizards in a heartbeat. I love 100%. to have Russell Westbrook back. I know yeah. he's going to be there bringing it every night. At least that, that, that's the thing that's difficult is when people say, oh, he's bricked this. I'm like, listen, the guy Whatever. plays with like, he's he, not in he street plays. Clothes. Yeah. But he plays with heart and passion. And, and you don't see, and you don't see a lot of players do that. No. You never see that. And the thing is as a superstar, LeBron should take a page out of his book because you're getting paid the big bucks, and you should be playing day in and day out. People come to for see LeBron, you. For LeBron, I'm giving him a pass at this point. I don't like that he doesn't play every game, but he's so old that, I mean, we're lucky that we still get to see him. Jordan so, played it was like 40-something. <laughs> see, compare, see, and I, I, get, I get caught up in this, too. Compare mm-hmm. people to Jordan, they're always going to come up short. Jordan was the of greatest. Of course. Yeah. So compare anybody to him, you're always going to say, well, Jordan did this. You can't, well, we can't compare people to Jordan. Okay, it's not then fair. I'll say Kobe did that. Kobe played injured. Kobe played <laughs> Towards the end, Kobe was he was he limped out. He gave it all he had there at the end. Yep. Um, but he but he gave it all he had. That's the that's that, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? But see, and, where I will level those comparisons though, or level that mm-hmm. that that criticism is on a guy like Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. This season, he has some tough luck injuries. That one ankle injury towards the end. Yeah, that was, I said that was I almost nasty. cried when I saw it. Yeah, like that was, that was that, rough. That was, but yeah. maybe if he, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. He, yeah. he needs to do something different. Hire a yeah. trainer, take care of better care of his body in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he drinks, maybe stop drinking because alcohol affects all that stuff too. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I don't know why he stays hurt. I don't know. This is I'm speculating through my butt right now. Mm-hmm. But he needs to do something different. Like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Is yeah. I'm not even just do something different, bro. Like yeah. I, I I'm a fan. I want to see you on the court. So, yeah, he, he was a killer in, in Charlotte. He was amazing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, we've given the you know. crappy Lakers enough time here. Switching gears, speaking of player movement, like let's get into some Beal talk here. Oh, there has been some talk about him this week. Go ahead and uh, mm. get us so, going on that. Rumblings and Grumblings says he is going to sign the tenure for um, uh, the 124 million. Is it 124? I, I know it's <laughs> something. <laughs> no. Or is it 200? It's like two. It's like 275. Yeah, 275. Let yeah. me look there, up what exactly it is, but keep going. It's something yeah, like so, that. So, the, so there, there's been talks about him signing the the extension for 
for that amount, the max deal, I'll put it that way. I don't know how much the max 241. is. 241.6. 241. So in his move, that'll be the smart move because he, he gets paid. He gets paid. Um, if he fully goes somewhere guaranteed. else. Yeah, fully guaranteed. Because no other team is going to pay you that $241 million. And they the can't max, afford it. The max, no, the max he can sign anywhere else is four years, 179. Yeah. So why would you, that's for, for a business thing, why would you even do that if one team's going to guarantee 240 some million dollars? <laughs> so in my, in my aspect, I think I'm happy because I don't want him to move. And I think the team with him is better than, than the team without him. And with the pieces that they have now, I think like they're, they're in a good position. They're in a good position. They just need a point guard. And if Tommy Shepard can draft a point guard, I think this team can be solid. They can be really solid, um, barring any injuries, as as we all know. But I saw because I follow Porzingis on Instagram. And he's working out, so so hopefully, like you know, he he's coming back into his um, playing shape and getting stronger. And he has something to prove too. I mean, I mean, he's like you know, I was at one point one of the best players in the league and then a little bit of injuries happened and then I try to come back and then people still dog me, but now he's fully, I mean, if he's fully healthy and fully, you know, recovered uh, that one, two punch, man, it's going to be, I mean, with, with the talent that they have, they have the talent. And if Wes Unsell can take that talent and somehow mold it into a vision of like the, 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 the warrior somehow, this team can be very scary, <laughs> very, very scary. So but time let's time. let's say Bill signs this deal, mm-hmm. not and taking all ifs and buts and hypotheticals out of mm-hmm. it, like everything, mm-hmm. all, all questions out of it. When he mm-hmm. signs this deal, mm-hmm. within those four years, do the Wizards win the championship? Not not if that happens or if this happens, but do they? Within those four years, do they win a championship? Or I'll, not even win one? Do they mm-hmm. get to a, yes. an NBA Finals? Yes, I said I say yes. I see. see, I don't see that. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. this contract is too prohibitive. Um, Mm -hmm. It's that it's um, a super max, which this is, is too restrictive. It'll be too hard to build around them. They'd have to get super lucky in the draft, which they never have. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of a draft pick. John Wall was, I guess, for a few years a hit, but ultimately that didn't pan out because they didn't win anything. Mm -hmm. So when was their last hit in the draft? So they don't have a history of that. Um, that'd be the only way they could really build in that regard because, again, nobody wants to come to DC. So, because the thing is, if they were winning, then yes, like you know, what I'm saying people want to come to a winner, they don't want to come to like a mediocre team. And DC is a fun city. I mean, we, we both have lived here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm living, I love DC. I don't care if anybody okay. else says, I love DC. Wait till you see. But, I was gonna, I was gonna bring this stuff to you off the show, but I'm gonna bring it up now. So, we're coming there. Uh, Next month at some point, mm-hmm. uh, the 13th, I think. So okay. we're coming, we're coming there. When we come back, uh, if we, so we're looking at a house. We looked at a house yesterday and we loved it. We're trying to get it. If we mm-hmm. get it and nailed everything down with that, when we come back, I want y'all to come with us and come check mm-hmm. out Denver. Stay a weekend and check it out or whatever, okay. however long y'all can. Come check it out. I think your opinion of DC will change. <laughs> but but I digress. I digress. Um, I, I, man, listen, I, I I love all places, right? But DC, like, it's my hometown. I love DC. I was so. born there. I'm a, yeah. like lots of people live in that area or even or even from that area. I was I'm one of the few from that area that was actually born in DC proper, and I have love for my my actual hometown. But 
I'll put it this way. DC has changed since we were kids. I will say that. Um, it's improved. I mean, it's improved tremendously. Yeah. And I'm not saying I would never love another city like DC, but there is always room for, you know, like, you know, venturing out and saying, hey, you know, there's something better out there. Oh, there's always something better than anything else, but it's just a home. I'm, we're, we're, I think I'm a little bit more of a homer than anything else. So I'm just like, ah, let's see. And, it, and my, 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 my mind may change, but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see if that, like, if, if, if we can take a weekend and go there and, and if, if my mind can change. That'll see, be DC- it. DC to me is like a sibling. Like I can talk trash about my siblings all I want, but if mm-hmm. somebody else does it, that's like, hey. So yeah. I can talk trash oh, about DC, but if somebody perfect. else talks trash about my hometown, it's like, hey. That is a great analogy. You know why? Yeah. Because I, 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 um, all people from California, like, oh, California is this. I'm like DC. I'm like, okay. First of all, <laughs> you haven't lived here, and you haven't really seen DC at night. So, um. Don't really like, uh, well, because I'm, I'm talking about the monuments. I'm talking about like, right, I'm not yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the other stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all the monuments and stuff lit up. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, California, I love Cali too, but don't like disrespect another city just because you ain't from there. <laughs> like, like don't, don't do that. Like, I love San Diego. You love San Diego. The beaches are beautiful, but don't say that it's better than DC at times. It's well, better than DC. It's there better than DC. All right, I'll put it this way. That, that, you know? <laughs> Denver and DC, you can debate. You can't debate San Diego. And DC. That's not a debate. That's not that's that's Jordan and, and LeBron to me. That's Jordan. That's, and LeBron. that's Jordan and LeBron. <laughs> some people some people think that's closer than it is. I don't that that no. No 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 no. I, I I digress on that one. That, that one that, that one I, I I can be okay. I can see why. I can see why. So let's let's digress back into the the bill discussion. I got yeah. completely off track, but I don't want to edit that out on the show. That's good content. Um, <laughs> but we've got Miami, Philly, and, and Dallas sniffing around Beal. Um, if he ended up in Philly, I don't think they're any different. If he ended no. up in Miami, that might take them over the top. And yeah. Dallas, that's exactly what Luca needs is a guy like that. So if I'm Beal, he's going to decline the option. That's done. That's the $37 million option for next season. That's already – that's consider that declined. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means the ball is going to be in his court to make a decision. Um, like you said, it's hard to turn down that money. But the chance to get a ring – like, I, if I'm him, I'm going to Dallas. No question about it. But mm-hmm. a guy he doesn't like is there. <laughs> Didn't win <he? laughs> Well, maybe that mixes that. Uh, I don't know. But you know what, though? Jordan always said this in the documentary that they had, right? He's like, you may not like me, but you can't, you can't, you can't argue the rings that you've got. You have to I work actually on don't think so. them guys could play together. That sucks, but I don't, I couldn't see that. They'd have to move mm-hmm. Dinwiddie to get Beal. Yeah, they probably, and in all honesty, they probably will move Dinwiddie if, if for a Beal. I think they really, I think they really like him. I think Luca really likes him. You know, okay. I mean, but I, I, but I remember him saying on the Chris Miller show that he, um, there, there's an expert that he was like saying that, you, you know, a ring is very important, but your legacy where you are is also important. You know what I would do? This is hmm. this a good trade for both sides. So hmm. this is a later question I have for the show, but um, mm-hmm. but, but it's not the same question, but it, it, there's a guy in the question, Jalen Brunson. So hmm. Dallas is probably going to re-sign him. Mm-hmm. And something I'd be interested in if I'm the Wizards is a sign and trade, Beal and Brunson and Dinwiddie. Get so Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie and Brunson. Come, come here and then mm. let them have Beal. Uh, uh, Brunson takes care of the point guard. That, right. that takes care of that. And then Dinwiddie, those two can play the backcourt together. And Dinwiddie healthy. I, I always liked him. I, I always mm. liked Dinwiddie as a player. Mm-hmm. He, said, he said he didn't play well because he was trying to come back from the injury. And the guys never gave him a shot. I'll take him at his word because he played well here down the stretch. 
So him and Brenton in the backcourt, I think that's a strong team. Problem is that bridge has been burnt with them waiting in the Wizards. It's been burnt. See, with Beal maybe, but if they move well, Beal then. But what happened with Wes Unsold? He he should have said that, something, yeah, but that, that's and, true. And yeah, yeah. Um, with that, see, the thing is, I don't, I, even though I dogged him witty so much because I was like, bro, like, like all this stuff shouldn't be aired out because that's like private conversations. You know what I'm saying? Like between whatever. And if you feel that way, write a book, <laughs> just write a book, play basketball, write a book. I understand the reason all that. I, and I, I, I would usually agree with you on stuff like that. But the reason I don't blame him for putting it out there is mm-hmm. because they made, they put everything on him. They made him look completely bad. Like it was just him. But right. it wasn't just him. The dude just he just wanted to win. And we right. tried to stand up and say something. Everybody told him to shut up. When you right. do that, that means you don't care about winning. When somebody's trying to make a difference mm. in the locker room, you tell them to shut up. That means you're yeah. you're acclimated to the losing culture. You don't want to do anything to change it. So right. but the problem is, do we know what really the thing is we I believe him. It makes you sense believe him? because of what I saw in the court, what he says mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay. And and maybe get back Montres Harrell. I like Montres. I, I was kind of a surprise trade, but yeah. I, maybe he was a little bit off the rocker because he was like arguing with your own teammates on the court, which is okay at times, but you can't really take He's that another guy who was passionate about winning and some guys aren't about that. Yeah. So that's going to rub some guys the wrong so, way. You know what though? Maybe what, uh, maybe what Timmy, I mean, Tommy Shepard needs to do is look at the roster and who does not, who doesn't feel like winning trade them, just get rid of them. And I could then... name some names, but I won't um, maybe on a later show, uh, but <laughs> you can't tease that now and not say it. <laughs> maybe later. Uh, but to get to the question that I brought up earlier yeah. with the potential NBA free agents and Jalen Brunson and DeAndre mm-hmm. Ayton, uh, which one would you rather have? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think man. Ayton is 23 and Brunson is 25. So I would always say younger because they have more time to grow and have the better thing. But Brunson's a proven. I mean, he's proven. I mean, he's he. I mean, in the playoffs, he did what he had to do. And to be solid like that, and he can go on and start at any team. And 25 is not old, so that's only two years above the 23. But he's also, like, he 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 can go in and give you the 20 and steady the ship. So if it was me personally, I would go with Brunson. And then that way, because he has the maturity, he has the veterans, and people will look up to him and be like, oh, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. And he can steady the ship. Twenty And the, and the other one, youth – can has youth legs, youth everything. So it's almost like, can he take on that pressure? It's almost about it's it's almost the mental pressure, the stress. Can they go in and 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 I think he can, but he's going to learn it over the years. So I would take I'll take Brunson over him just because of that, just because of that. Yeah, it it, it is a tough um, call there. Uh, Aiden, like I said, is twenty three. Uh, he had a great season last season. He had a great regular season this season. He kind of mm-hmm. wilted in the playoffs when they needed him to show mm-hmm. up. Uh, not sure where that leaves. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what that says about his development. The fact that he didn't mm-hmm. show up in the playoffs might have just been one of those things. And next season will come back and be great. Yeah. Um, but the problem is he's in. A, he was in a contract year. And he didn't mm-hmm. show up. So that's mm-hmm. the time you usually do show up. Right. Like Brunson did. Uh, regular season, like I say, sixteen points a game. But in the playoffs, <laughs> madness. Dude yeah. is trying to get paid. So he yeah. played his butt off. Um, is it was it only because he's trying to get paid, or is that who he is now? Um, right. It's a tough call. See, Aiden mm-hmm. had back to back good regular season, and, and so is that enough to say that he's the choice you would make? Uh, and like you said, youth plays a role in that too. Uh, he's a big man, which is really you know not really utilized in the league anymore. Uh, that kind of evens the playing field. Um, 
I guess, uh, you know, I got two teams in the Nuggets and the Wizards. If I'm making the call for either one of those teams, I'd probably take Brunson for both of them. I think I think he'd be the bigger need for both of those teams. Um, just in general, if I'm making the call, probably still go with Brunson. It's not a center league anymore. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with Brunson there. And point guards are hard to find. Like a true point guard is very difficult to now, find. Now, see, we're, so. we're both saying this. And he'll never have a good game again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just a playoff thing. He'll go back to be a 16-point-a-game player. But and, and but the thing is, that's okay, though. 16 points a game is A-OK if you can handle that's, it. That's a role player. But he's going to get play, He's going to get paid like a not role player because he had a good playoff. So. Right. But, that, but sometimes you just have to bite the bullet. But if I can get you a ring, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what everybody strives for, right? Even a role player who gets paid like a star – if that role player is like, because if I, I look at role players in different levels, right? You got those role players that will come in and be like starters. You got role players that will come in for like 15, 20 minutes and give you like good minutes. And you got other ones, those spurts, energy. That's it. That's all they use them for. Brunson is that top tier, top tier um, role player where he'll come in, steady the ship, and that's all you need. And if he starts, that's all you need is a steady ship because that's, the, that's how you start the game. And if that start is very, very good, it's difficult for other teams to come back because you can take him out, you can come back in, steady the ship again. So he'll be worth his money and he'll be worth his weight in gold if he can do that day in and day out. But only time will tell, as you say, because if he signs that contract, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's a tough call for Dallas. I'm not sure what his contract will look like. Um, mm-hmm. As far I don't know if he would get like a max deal. Um, right. I don't know what that looks like. Um, if he's a player who commands a max contract, though, Dallas can't do that. They've, no. they've got to get better pieces. He, him and uh, Luca play well together, so yeah. I would want to keep them because mm-hmm. of that. But as far as a max deal, if you're giving a max deal, I need a better better player. Than better player, yeah, no, you, absolutely. And if, and if he walks as a free agent, um, I, I if I was the Wizards, I would instead of drafting a point guard, I'll just get him. No question. I mean, no question. Yeah, you about you him. have to go after yeah. him, Tommy Shepard. If you're listening to our show, I hope you do. Which you, you should be. On, I mean, come on. <laughs> we have some really good takes. I would go after him and say, "I'll pay you four years, eighty million or seventy million or whatever." If he hits the open market, there's going to be some competition, so mm-hmm. they'll have to bring it. Yeah, and I think Tommy Shepard can bring it. He, I can see his because he got rid of bad contracts. He got like you know he pulled. I I honestly think he didn't want to pull that trigger on Dinwiddie. I think he did not want to do that trade, but he. Um, I think he did, and I think at the time, hmm. I think it was a great call. Like with with the Nets, Dinwiddie was a good player. The problem was he was coming off the injury, so you mm-hmm. just didn't know what you were going to get. So that was well, no, no, no. What I mean, I mean, like shipping oh, him oh, out to Dallas. I got you. Dallas. Yeah, I, I don't think he wanted to do that, but he, he no, but he but was he, forced. He had to listen to a superstar. So yeah, he was forced. And and that and speculation. That, this is all a legend. This I'm is just, all. This is all. That's what I think. Right? I see. Yeah, but um, I think that this draft is very important for Tommy Shepard. This draft alone. Last year he picked great. Corey Crisper is going to be a superstar in this league. I'm calling it. I like them with Denny Avdia, Rui Hachimura. Those three are your core. Trade Bryant for somebody else. <laughs> I'm done with him. Um, I'm sorry. I love the guy, but he's not He's not doing what he needs to do. <laughs> Maybe somebody can get in his head and get him to switch his game back to what it, what it was. It could before. be. I mean, because Maybe. not – I don't know. He I mean, was coming Crystal, off an injury too, so maybe he just yeah. needs an offseason. But with, but I mean, when they're talking about Porzingis, he because people are saying he's a legitimate seven three. He is like he's not no fake like you know six. Well, he's an outside but, player though. 
Uh, he's he, he can go inside too, Porzingis. Can, but he, he but, tends to linger outside. He's a shooter. That's true. But that's fine though too because if they, no, if no, no, they yeah. Shoot, yeah. Because because the thing that's what I'm saying is like they have the they just need a great player. They have all the players in place. Kuzma, we've been praising him since he got here. Um, maybe maybe um, KCP can you know take a little bit of a role, but I also I need his that, role to be smaller next season. Yeah, I I hundred percent If he's starting next season, we have a problem. This team is not a playoff team. Yeah, we have a problem with that. But in in retrospect, they just need a grit player and if and a point guard. If they can get a point guard in free agency, they can do whatever they want in the, in, in the draft because they can get a big man, like a, a true big man, and make Porzingis play the stretch five. And make him just do like what Al Holford kind of does for the Boston Celtics. He can come in and play that grit, or he can come in and play whatever. That's what we kind of need because you already have Porzingis that can take you inside and out. So yeah, but it's going to be a fun season next year. So um, uh, I forgot what else we had. A, we, I think we were transitioning into something. I yes, we are. We are going to switch gears here into some NHL action. Uh, this is since it's so brief, we can uh, shove it in here at the end of this segment. Um, <laughs> as predicted, the Florida Panthers got swept. I said mm-hmm. when they when they beat the Capitals that they were going to be have an early exit here uh, in the next round, and the Lightning took care of business and they were on track for a three feet here. But like I said, the Panthers suck. Uh, they're not a good team. They got lucky that Tom Wilson got hurt. Uh, they freaking stink. I don't care that they were the President's Trophy winners. They don't have any talent on that roster. Uh, I feel confident talking trash about them because they're they're just terrible um, and they play in a terrible place too. Uh, Sunrise, Florida. Who cares about that place? Horrible. That's <laughs> um, not a good team. I'm not a fan. Bad, bad name, Florida Panthers, like pick a city and like the Panthers, that's an overused name. Like get your act together. Anyway, <laughs> the Lightning though, I have a lot of respect for them as a team. Stamkos, I'm, I'm glad to see them still getting it done. Um, and just their overall, an overall solid team fast. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to be, they're going to, they're going to win the East and they're going to match mm-hmm. up against the Avalanche yep. uh, who have a tough test in Edmonton, but that'll be a, an outstanding series to watch. Good. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Like, I'll put it this way. Like, I was so angry, like, because I was really frustrated when Florida lost. I was like, we could have done that. It's just injuries did catch up to us. It really did. And it and it showed, too. And we don't have – the problem is we don't have that that, that mixture of youth and, and, and veteranship. We all have veteran players, and we have sprinkles of youth. And it's, it's unfortunate, and I'm glad they lost because Andrew Brunette even said this, like, our power play wasn't. I was like, your power play never started with us, man. We are the ones that showed how to stop you. <laughs> we literally showed the other teams if we lost this series, how to stop your powerful scoring uh, offense. But Tampa Bay, give them all credit, man. They they bring it like they. Oh man, I can't I can't say enough about them. Goaltending wise, scoring, Stamkos still doing it. His slap shot still doing it. Um, Do you but, remember the name Craig Baruby? Yeah, Craig Baruby. Yeah. Uh, because he was a goaltender for the Caps back in the early days. No, no, Craig Berube was a fighter. Sorry, Craig Berube was the uh, enforcer for the Caps um, back in the early days. He's the St. Louis coach now. Um, And when I was Mm -hmm. hearing that name, uh, when they were playing the Avs here, I was like, Berube, I know that name. He used to play for the Caps. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a a solid coach. They won the Stanley Cup two seasons ago. Yeah, two no. years ago, if I remember, two three yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah, something like that. He uh, he's solid, dude. He he's a very good. I mean, because when I was a kid in the early '90s, that's all you know. If if you, if there was a if there was something like you know there was something wrong, and you put old Barube out there, and he would uh, he'll handle the business. And he, yeah. he he was he was he was a tough guy, but great coach, great great coach too. Um, even um, the thing is uh, with the Avalanche, 
as you stated, I am all in on them. Like I, I, I'm rooting for them to win. Um, it, if they're going to have a tough test at Edmonton, Edmonton's a very tough team. Um, yeah. I, I think it's going to go seven games. I mean, that, 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 that that's going to go seven, but I think they can pull it out. It's going to be Tampa and, um, and, and the Colorado and that game is going to be, whoa. if you're going to see great hockey, that's going to be a great, great thing. If that happens, well, yeah, I'll put it this way. If Tampa's playing what they're playing, the, they're playing Rangers, right? No, they're, they're playing. Uh, well, I'm going to say. So that series, that series is going to game seven. Um, Hurricanes and Rangers. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. Oh, they're going. Oh, dang it! So, so Carolina, they've won all their home games in this playoff in these playoffs. Yes, and they've lost all of their road games. Yeah. <laughs> so, I kind of that, that might give it away as to who's gonna win. Um, nah. I guess you I know. gotta pick them for that reason alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't really have a rooting interest. I don't, you know. But yeah. I'll say this. But it'd Rod be Brindamore. one of those teams against the Lightning. Yeah. Rod Brindamore always has his team play in game seven. They did that with the Caps a couple of years ago in in um in overtime. Uh, I was on the airplane <laughs> going to India at that time. But I saw and I was so I was so pissed when they lost. People are like, what happened? What happened? I'm like, don't talk to me right now. I'm okay. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think I think Carolina can pull it off. Um, they have something they had some great about them in game seven. So if that happens, that's going to be a tough series for them to beat against Tampa Bay. The Rangers may match up a little bit better, but it's all about Zajana Dad or that guy, Zajana Bad or whatever. I call him Zajana Bad because he, he that, that man is a bad, bad man. <laughs> he can take over a game real quickly. So uh, if the Rangers want to win, they have to, they, they, that's going to probably be him. <laughs> yeah, yeah props to the abs you got it down last night against st louis yes. the game um was headed towards overtime and mm-hmm. then at the end there they um cycled back and uh, got the puck behind their net and mm-hmm. then just uh broke out for, on a breakaway they had a three-man weave going um passed it across the rink uh hit it off the wall to uh the winger who hit a slap shot in uh, just past the goalie with like five seconds to go to end the mm-hmm. game there in st louis the season a crazy ending uh, because I think if the game had gone to overtime, I think, I think they lose. Mm. I think I think it goes to game seven, and I think they lose. And I think the coach gets fired if that happens. So he was oh, coaching really? for his job there. Yeah, I mean, oh, wow. he just got extended too. But mm. with that team, if you lose with that team, you don't get another shot. And so the players, I think, realized what was going on there. <laughs> it was slipping away, and they got it done there and not and didn't let it go to game seven. Yeah, um, and that's what's scary about them too. It was, it was the full pucker factor going on. Yeah, and that's what's scary about Colorado, though, right? Like, they know when to strike at the right moment. And yeah, and they've that got the personnel to get it done, too. Yeah. Solid and, team. Yeah, and that's a back-breaking goal because with five seconds, you can still score a goal even at, at five seconds. If, if, if But it's kind of hard if you start at center ice. But they – they and that's the thing that's going to be awesome against Edmonton is – that it's going to go back and forth and that, that series is going to be exciting. So, can't, so this is where I'm actually going to start watching hockey. Yeah. Again. And you should, because Evander Kane is no question. One of the most talented players in the NHL. Yes. He's he is. controversial. Uh, he was accused of gambling on games, something he was acquitted of. He was accused of domestic violence against something that didn't bear anything out. Yeah. Um, he, he's a controversial figure. Um, and the fact that he's black, he gets the racism stuff. So, uh, but he's the leading goal scorer in the playoffs. Great player. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he and then you got Connor McDavid, a hot young talent. Um, they played well. That was a tough series against Calgary, and they got it done. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a back and forth affair. The Avs are deep. Um, they're they have they have four lines that can beat you, and then mm-hmm. Darcy Kemper is getting it done and on the back end. So it's going to be a highly entertaining season. If you if you're getting in now, now is the time to get in. This might oh, yeah. be the best season, best series left. Because uh, I expect mm-hmm. them to make short work out of whoever comes out, out of the East. Even Tampa. Tampa is going to be great. But I expect that to be four one if it's them. I mean, that nobody has enough to hang with the ass besides the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that, that, that that's going to be a good. I mean, I can't I can't disagree with you more. I mean, I mean, I can't agree with you more. Sorry, can't agree with you more on that. So yeah, yeah. Last mention in the segment, I meant to bring it up earlier in the previous segment, but uh, the Celtics are five and zero after losses in the playoffs. So. That's a, another stat. If, if you're betting, you can take that into this game seven. They lost, so they're on they're on track to win here in game seven. Still picking mm-hmm. the heat. So uh, anything else here? Or we can go ahead and wrap up. And, uh, we can wrap up this one. All right. Like, follow, subscribe, support. We have the Talking Hats, and we're going to switch gears into some NFL action coming up next. We'll be right back. <laughs> 